Lifestyle medicine can be defined through multiple lenses. According to the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine, it's an evidence-based clinical care that supports behavior change through person-centered techniques to improve mental well-being, social connection, healthy eating, physical activity, sleep, and minimization of harmful substances and behaviors. There are other definitions, for example, by the American College of Lifestyle Medicine or the Global Lifestyle Medicine Alliance, and they're all centering around the premise of addressing root causes of disease with lifestyle interventions. Growing up, I was exposed to the devastating effects of war and conflict in Iran up until the age of five. Then my family moved to the UK and my parents would often treat minor ailments like a cold with traditional herbal or nutritional approaches. And from those early years, I developed the sense of the value of the environment, our nutrition, our lifestyle, but also the impact of adverse childhood experiences. Now later during medical school in 2001, I had the opportunity to spend some time in a placement at Wellbeing Television. It was a health-focused channel owned by Boots. And this was my first professional taste of lifestyle medicine. Two years later, as a junior doctor, I observed patients being treated with antibiotics who subsequently developed C. diff diarrhea. And this was a crucial turning point. I started to ponder the role of the microbiome, probiotics, and overall lifestyle in disease prevention and management. So while considering these thoughts and ideas, I moved to Cyprus and began working at a integrative medicine clinic. And this was a unique experience to combine conventional with complementary medicine. I spent time traveling and working and learning from experts all over Europe and discovered two key insights. Of all the modalities, the most effective and evidence-based were changes in lifestyle factors. And number two, lifestyle medicine can be used for both prevention and treatment, and perhaps even reversal of chronic disease. But I noticed that with many patients, including myself, we struggle to make sustainable lifestyle changes. And it was apparent that we needed to address something upstream, the environmental determinants of these lifestyle behaviors. So I decided to further my education and I pursued a master's in environmental health and a doctorate at Harvard School of Public Health, studying the role of healthy homes and cities. It became strikingly evident how profoundly our health-related behaviors intertwine with our built environment. Our homes, typically seen as personal havens, can substantially mold our health and overall well-being. Factors such as space for physical activity, exposure to natural light, air quality, noise levels, and even the design of our kitchens play pivotal roles in influencing our lifestyle choices. For instance, a well-furnished kitchen can inspire homemade meals and so promote healthier dietary habits. Cities, on the other hand, impact our health behaviors in a more extensive scale. The art of urban planning and design is pivotal in fostering or impeding physical activity. To thoughtfully design cities that prioritize active travel like walking, cycling, embedding green spaces, reducing crime levels and improving safety, and ensuring the access of healthy food options all encourage healthier lifestyles amongst their inhabitants. 
Now, I was fortunate during my doctorate to spend some time teaching architect students at Harvard and also working with them to explore a health in all sectors approach. Now, after my doctorate, I joined the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, serving as an epidemic intelligence service officer, and this is known as a disease detective. Meanwhile, lifestyle medicine was gaining recognition in the US. So to bring this knowledge to the UK and Europe, I began collaborating with leaders in the field, and we published a paper on lifestyle medicine together with Drs. Dean Ornish, known as the father of lifestyle medicine, Dr. David Katz, who was former president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, now founder of the True Health Initiative, and also Gary Yeager, who has written textbooks on, on this topic of lifestyle medicine. When I moved back to the UK and I was a public health specialty registrar, I also spent time in a new drop-in health promotion clinic for staff, patients and visitors. And this was based at Oxford University Hospital. And the idea was to really make use of that, let's say half hour, 45 minutes that you're waiting in an outpatient clinic. And not just for patients, but even carers. And as I said, staff and visitors, it was an opportunity to direct them towards free resources and services across the county. But in 2015, life came full circle when my son was born prematurely. And the event, coupled with my research into the role of early life exposures, sparked an insight. You know, we often attempt to intervene and help patients when they've already developed risk factors or disease later in adult life. But the risk factors may have started early on in those first few years of life, or even perhaps during pregnancy and even in previous generations, when we consider genetic and epigenetic risk factors. Now, tragically, a year later, my father developed terminal mesothelioma as a result of asbestos exposure decades ago. And again, this reinforces the crucial role of our occupation, our environment throughout our life course. So I moved to Cyprus for two reasons. One, it allowed me to spend time with my parents at this difficult time, but it also provided the chance to teach at a local medical school. And this experience marked a pivotal juncture in my career, and it exposed me to the fields of digital health, artificial intelligence, blockchain technology, as well as the value of innovation and intra or entrepreneurship. And I started to see the potential in both lifestyle medicine as well as environmental health. And harnessing the power to gather and dissect large data sets unveiled an unparalleled understanding of an individual and population level trend. So I recognized that digital health tools can revolutionize interactions between doctors and patients, streamline diagnostic processes, and most importantly, empower patients to play an instrumental role in their own healthcare journey. And this is a fundamental aspect of anything we do, especially with lifestyle medicine. Now embracing innovation and intra as well as entrepreneurship can tear down walls, paving the way for groundbreaking possibilities in practicing lifestyle medicine. By innovating state-of-the-art technologies, we can create tools that enable individuals to take ownership of their health, track their progress, and make informed decisions about their lifestyle habits. You know, as we know, wearables can keep track of physical activities, sleep patterns, and vital signs, and provide the valuable data that can guide us in adjusting our behavior. 
and what entrepreneurs can do in collaboration with health professionals is help make healthy choices more attainable, but also more engaging and attractive. They can launch ventures that offer nutritious meals, conduct online fitness classes, or establish platforms for mental health support. I urge you to check out Big Health, which was founded by Peter Hames, who we went to school together a long time ago up in Leeds. In 2018, when my father passed away, we decided to return to the UK, where I served as a consultant epidemiologist. And the year 2020 arrived with an unforeseen menace, the pandemic, and that would turn lives upside down globally. For me, this was the final straw that broke my back. Following a series of personal challenges that have been piling up, I found myself in the throes of burnout. And it was a pivotal moment that underscored the importance of self-care, resilience, and the need to prioritize mental health alongside physical health. The pandemic highlighted the interplay of communicable and non-communicable diseases, as well as the role of inequalities. But looking forward, into the future, we're going to be tasked with a greater emphasis on mental health, climate change, planetary health, and their interplay with lifestyle. 